Hey, Adam, guess what time it is? It's time to crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 56 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with customer service expert and co-host Adam Toporek. I'm an expert? I Well, I wrote it in for you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's very <laughs> nice. I like that. I don't know. Is that like a little dig? You, you ever that old uh, President Truman quote? An expert was uh, somebody who was scared to learn something new because they wouldn't be an expert anymore. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the compliment. I was actually trying to be nice to you, but see, you, oh. you can't even recognize it when I'm doing it anymore. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's like trying to recognize a rare bird. <laughs> you don't see it enough. It's hard to know what it is. Well, today we've got a great guest. We've got Lori Jo Vest, the co-author of Who's Your Gladys? But first, we are going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Service Strategies. That's right. Service Strategies has provided training and career development programs for service and support professionals for more than 15 years. Service Strategies can help your organization achieve real, measurable results through our structured training and career development process. Whether you are defining current business challenges, searching to measure ROI, selecting courseware, or looking to define an observation and reinforcement process, we can help. Join Service Strategies for an informative customer success workshop in San Diego on October 27th. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event, which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell, and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape. Visit servicestrategies.com to learn more. And if you would like to change your service landscape, you can do that by reaching our listeners as a show sponsor. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. That is crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. So, Adam, this is the first time that we've had a part two episode here on Crack the Customer Code. That's got to be some sort of milestone. That's big. That's a first. It is a first. And, uh, you know, I think we can maybe try to do some more of these once in a while because this is pretty cool. It is cool. It is cool. It's not like we left it like a cliffhanger last time, though. There wasn't any, like, to be continued or dramatic music or anybody hanging literally from a cliff. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Cliffhanger is a movie that could have stood apart, too. Oh, I could have a cliffhanger, No. Too. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? What? You didn't like Cliffhanger? Oh, please. Uh, Janine Turner is not really a great actress. I'm going to say it right here. Dude, what's, what's, <laughs> you're like a, getting on some actress now? What are you doing? <laughs> Look, man, it, it was great. You know, that John Lithgow, shoes, socks, $20 million, the usual. I mean, classic movie. <laughs> classic bad movie, but a classic yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a classic close. bad movie. It's kind of like Point Break. Like, you can watch it, but it's you know what you're watching. You're not messing with Point Break. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our podcast. I, 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 I This is a bridge too far. We've insulted Point Break. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, so anyway, speaking of part two, so in this episode, we talked a little bit with Lori Joe about competitive advantage. We did. And I think we've talked about this a few times because it really is something that a lot of organizations miss, and the ones who get it right are the ones who realize that just by having a great experience and getting everybody on board with delivering that, that can make them a leader in the marketplace. Well, yeah, and it sounds pretty, you know, it's one of those obvious statements that isn't done, 
or is right. it done well? You know, viewing it as a competitive advantage makes you put a certain amount of focus into it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really key. If you understand that that is a ramification of great service, that is one of the benefits you are going to reap from creating great experiences. Right. Then you can sort of plan accordingly and give it, give great customer service the value it deserves. Because one of the questions we always deal with, what's the ROI? Right. And with customer service and customer experience, it's often very far down the road. Yeah. I was just thinking how there's a small uh, eye doctor in town who one of the days I was there, it was this torrential downpour. And when people were leaving the office, they had every day, no matter what day, but they had the uh, bucket of umbrellas, like nice golf umbrellas. And it said on the sign, please take one if you need it and return it on a sunny day. And all these people were so grateful for that, that one day that I was there during the rainstorm. And then I was there another time when it was a sunny day and two people walked in with those umbrellas and said, I'll tell you what, this umbrella means we're coming here for everything. <laughs> wow! And it was really, it's a great example of how just thinking through something like that, like, okay, when they leave my store or my, you know, office, I don't want them to get drenched. And this is something we can do that's simple, straightforward, but it's really great customer service. That's what it is. Right. And that's, that creates competitive advantage that mm-hmm. creates that inoculation against right. poaching. You know, it's like, Oh, well, uh, look, there's a $25 coupon in the Val pack for this other eye doctor. Right. Right. Well, you know, are you going to, are you going to go there over 25 bucks? Most people aren't that have had those experiences. Now, if you hadn't had a good experience, mm-hmm. if you were sort of like, you know, I'd really love a new eye doctor. Right. I'm not really like dropping everything to go look for one, but if the opportunity presented itself, I would take it. Yep. That, you know, that's where you start the customer experience really becomes a competitive advantage for the competitor, the the bad experiences. Right. Right. So I think it's a competitive advantage for those who get it and a huge disadvantage for those who don't. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Lori? Lori Joe Vest is the co-author of Who's Your Gladys? How to Turn Even the Most Difficult Customer into Your Biggest Fan. Lori is a customer service and sales consultant with 20-plus years of relationship-based sales experience and new business development acumen. Lori is also an Emmy Award-winning executive producer with strong broadcast and long-form production background. So let's listen into Lori and hear what she has to say about some of these topics. Great. So Lori, it is great to have you today. How are you? I'm awesome. Great to be here, too. Wonderful. And, you know, we interviewed your co-author of Who's Your Gladys, Marilyn Suttle, last week. And this is our first time having back-to-back co-authors. It's very exciting. Love it. It's very <laughs> exciting. So cool. So this is like a two-part, a two-parter. We like it. And with Marilyn, we discussed the concept of dealing with Gladyses or Gladi. I don't know if y'all pluralized it or not. <laughs> I kind of want to say gladioli for some reason. Oh, nice. Know. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. And we're focused on handling difficult customers on an individual level. But with you today, we'd like to step back and look at the more macro view, how handling lots of customer interactions can be a competitive advantage for companies. So how do you feel exceptional customer service provides companies a competitive advantage? Well, there's a lot of reasons that it works. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, my son is really into a certain type of vehicle that he drives, that he just got his first car. And we had an experience with the dealership service department that was negative. And I immediately don't want to buy a car from them. 
they're the only dealer that sells this car in our market. That affected their sales. Their, their bad customer service will affect their sales in the future. So if you have good customer service, that you have to do to simply stay at the same sales level you are now because you have to keep getting new customers over and over again. If you want to increase your sales, you want people to come back over and over again. So customer service is a really good way to do that. It's a competitive advantage in that if this dealership that we had this experience in was, you know, had a competitor across town, we'd immediately be going to that competitor to get our service done based on the negative experience we had over the last couple of days. So it, it's a serious advantage, and I don't know that a lot of companies understand or realize that co- good customer service equals referral and repeat business. Well, it's funny you say that because I think we all have a special place in our heart for car dealerships, don't we? <laughs> oh, they're um, one of the toughest. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, you know, that's a great example of somebody who's not doing it well. Who do you think are the great examples of companies who understand this and do have that competitive advantage through exceptional service? Well, we have a company that we wrote about in the book. If you're not familiar with the book, we talked to 10 different companies, and one of them is called Clear Vision Optical. And Clear Vision is a distributor of eyeglasses. And to, you know, to places you and I might go to a retail store, those glasses at that retail store would come from Clear Vision Optical as a distributor. Clear Vision on their website, there's all kinds of awards they've won for stellar service. Um, any customer that works with them knows that when they have a problem, it's going to be addressed immediately. Uh, customers know that if they reply to their monthly email survey with something that happened that wasn't great, they're going to get a call from the president of the company, and he's going to take on resolving that issue for them and any other customers moving forward. Um, they really do put their customer service front and center and put a lot of emphasis on it. And as a result, they're extremely successful and they continue to grow. Um, really smart business people and customer service being one of their, their definite marketing strategies. Well, excellent. And it's interesting when you talk about a company like that and how do they apply these principles and it was, it's, I find it very interesting how to apply sort of universal principles of making customer service a competitive advantage across organizations of different sizes. Mm-hmm. So how do you scale for larger organizations? How do they scale these things and to maintain that advantage over the long term? Well, large corporations, you'll see them, um, for example, I spent some time at Ford Motor Company. And Ford addressed an issue like, you know, there were, you know how when you get a huge corporation, you sometimes end up with competing factions inside the company, and that affects the customer's service. For example, maybe the guys that are doing production are not real um, real pleased with the guys in sales because the guys in sales are over, always over-promising, and the guys in production have to deliver. So there's always those kind of competing factions inside larger companies. And while I was at Ford, I watched Alan Mulally create a culture that had the theme, One Ford. And it was played out everywhere. It was played out in your, you know, in their um, their new e-newsletter, in their training, in their, you know, even on the badges that they wear every day to get into the building through security, they would say One Ford. And how they define that is we are all one company, one family, one entity. So if someone needs something from you, it's because 
you know, you're expected to deliver it and to be one big team as opposed to little competing factions. Um, that's just one example of how you can create from the top. Um, here's this from the top huge organization, and Alan Mulally is explaining how this works. He's living it. He's breathing it. He's showing up at dealerships and dealing directly with customers. And of course, that would make the media, and then all the and they would also do videos about it that they would show to the staff. So there was an emphasis at the very top. And that went through the company. And as I was a vendor embedded there during this time period, I actually saw how it changed their culture. So that's one like macro example. There's a lot of micro examples that people can do in their own departments. And so something like that, you know, I've witnessed that as well when, when there's something that really kind of starts bringing people together. Once a company figures that out, how can they really maintain that for the long term because something like that type of campaign often after a while you know people know it's on their id badge but they don't look at it (laughs) and so you know how do companies maintain this advantage over the long term well one thing that they did a lot at ford that i thought was really awesome and and it's not as hard to do as as some people may think when you first hear this idea you're going to go oh that's just another meeting oh my god it's another meeting but companies like Ford had very regular, what they call town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. If you're a smaller company, you might have morning huddles or Monday morning warm-ups. But regularly getting the team together to talk about it and keep it on their radar, whether it's, you know, um, you know first Monday or first Thursday, um, for example, um, you might distribute some kind of information or a video from the, the CEO or, you know, that touches on it. You may distribute an e-newsletter that there's an article that's an example of great service. So there are ways to keep it alive. Um, The example I talked about earlier, the first Thursday, um, the local organization that's Blue Cross Blue Shield, which I know they're franchised, I believe, all over the country. Mm -hmm. The the CEO of the Metro Detroit um, Blue Cross Blue Shield actually has a first Thursday newsletter. When you get into work in the morning, you turn your computer on, it opens up. And this video is waiting for you, right? The first thing you see is that video. And so you turn it on, you look at it. It's maybe five or six minutes long. And he talks about maybe two or three different things. One of those things is customer service. One of those things is how important our our client base is to us so that they continue to reinforce what people have been trained on from the very beginning. Um, Blue Cross also does things like create uh, customer profiles like personas so everybody understands that you've got these five different types of customers maybe there's only three in your organization and you create personas for those people and really bring them to life for your team so your team understands them and then you come back to it repeatedly maybe once a month in a meeting you know maybe once a month in a newsletter next month in a meeting but it's something that you have to keep front and center and once you start to do that while people think it's time-consuming, it's, you know, oh, that's just too much, we have too many other meetings, it's so critical that once you start doing it, you'll notice change. And over time, and you notice change and you see it happening, even your employees will start asking you if you don't have that meeting or it starts to go away, they'll start asking about it because they've, they've, they've you know, breathed it in and it's become part of who they are while they're at work. Well, you know, Lori, meetings aren't the problem. Pointless meetings are the problem. You got it. And And standing meetings are really good, too. I love those. And, you know, I don't know why more leaders don't take advantage of videos like you're talking about and video messaging 
because it's such an easy and personal way to communicate. And I think a lot of people just don't take advantage of that. So that's a great example. It's really easy, especially with Google Hangouts. I mean, you basically, I can go on a computer right now, create a, you know, a talking head type video, which it's not going to be broadcast quality going to the movies, but a lot of employees don't want to see that level because then you're spending your money there instead of giving them raises, right? Right, right. So you set up a Google Hangout, talk to your employees, put it up on YouTube, send them the link, it's done. Really not that hard. Mm -hmm. So I, I see executives doing more and more of that as time moves on as they understand the technology and see how easy it is. So when we talk about applying the idea of competitive advantage and delivering excellent customer service, where is the gap? And what I mean by that is you just described two companies that are seemingly doing the right things. And there's a ton of companies we hear about that are doing these programs and these initiatives and trying to change the culture. And some of them are successful and some of them, the, the results don't seem to make it to the customer. Where do you find the gap to be? Well, a lot of times the gap, believe it or not, I think is financial, um, where if a company, especially over the last like five or six years, if a company is struggling with basics um, and their profits are, are dropping, they may see customer service as, you know, the traditional definition of a department as opposed to a culture or an overarching way to get more customers, more business, more repeat business. And uh, it, it's funny because I, I personally have seen companies that have not been doing that for a while, who've not been working on their customer service and have had, you know, had that fall away when the economy tanked. Now they're coming back and going, oh, my gosh, we're finding out that some of our senior leadership um, doesn't have customer focus skills. They don't understand, you know, how to have a tough conversation with a customer and, and manage that person's emotion and stay calm themselves. They don't understand, you know, basic composure, which is really interesting because composure is keeping being the, the, the calm eye in the middle of the storm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, companies are starting to realize now that, ooh, we weren't paying attention to that. And now we really need to because we still need to keep our profits up. Sales are coming in. Our people are not handling the business as well as they should. Help. Mm -hmm. And then they reach out for training and they're all, they're all asking us, how can we keep this alive after the training is done? And we're helping them with those kinds of programs too. So I think a lot of it, um, is, you know, not, I don't want to say ignorance because that sounds, that sounds so, so impolite. Naivete people, maybe? Naivete? Uh, exactly. <laughs> not, really not understanding that you've got to keep your eye on the prize. And as soon as you drop your attention from it, it kind of falls away. Mm -hmm. So financial and then and then being maybe a little uneducated or naive about about what customer service really is. Well, I think that's a, a very good point. And, you know, when we're thinking about leaders today and how they, they hear all this, and some of them do know it, and they, they just have so many things going on, and they have to report financials, and they have to, you know, talk to their board about all oh, these different yeah. things. Yeah. So, What's one piece of advice for companies today to really solidify their service advantage? Advice to solidify their service advantage. Um, I would say keep your eye on the prize. Mm -hmm. Make customer service just as important as profits. Put it right up there and define your service as contributing to profits and measure the effect of the trainings that you do on those profits, and a lot of people will say ROI on customer service is, 
is customer service scores. It's how nice we are to people. It's how our customers think we're a great group of people and we have a great product. But in reality, if that does, if you can't measure it with your profits, in a, you know, and it might take some doing to figure that out. If you can't see it in your profits, then, you know, then you may be doing the wrong thing. You may not quite be hitting the mark on what it is that you need to do in customer service. Well, that is a great note to end on. Hallelujah to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. but <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this has been great, Lori. Thank you so much. And where can people find you on the Internet? Well, you can see our website at www.whosyourgladdest.com, and that's W-H-O-S-G-L-A-D-Y-S.com. And she is, uh, Gladys is that consummate difficult customer once you know how to manage her. You can take care of anybody. <laughs> and we all know some Gladyses or Gladi or <laughs> Gladioli. Gladioli. <laughs> Gladioli. <laughs> well, hey, Lori, thank you so much. This has been great, and we really appreciate it. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed Episode 56 of Crack the Customer Code. Head on over to CrackTheCustomerCode.com for all of our shows and show notes. And thanks to our sponsors, Service Strategies, for supporting this podcast. Make sure to check out their informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com for more details. And we so appreciate you listening and sharing our podcast with your networks. We love our listeners. What do you want to tell us? We want to know. We want your feedback, suggestions, or just if you want to say hi. Drop us an email at thecustomercode at gmail.com or give us a call at 470-223-CODE and let us know what you want to hear us discuss or who you'd like us to invite as a guest. And also, please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. And don't forget, we are shareable. Make sure to share the love. <laughs> I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for monthly customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com or connect with me at 360connects.com. And when you're finished connecting with Jeannie, talk to me. I'm Adam Deporek, and you can find me at customersatstick.com and find out more about our customer service workshops and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.